Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. You're with Bharati Jagdesh and Timothy Go. Now, the business world is currently dealing with one of the most unexpected problems of the 21st century, a talent shortage, in particular, tech talent. According to a 2022 report by KPMG of 2,200 people surveyed, tech executives and industry experts, a lack of talent is the number one challenge complicating the adoption of digital technologies. Yet... We've heard of so many tech companies laying off staff. Yes, of course. Meta, Apple, Twitter, Amazon, Microsoft, they've fired thousands of employees in the last month. And Silicon Valley also saw around 45,000 layoffs in the month of October alone. So closer here in Southeast Asia, we already heard this earlier today as well. Tech companies are bracing for tougher business environment and also borrowing from the U.S. industry's latest playbook on mass layoffs. The region's largest platforms, we're talking about entities such as Indonesia's GoTo and Singapore Sea, have also reduced their total workforces by as much as 10% this year, with some signaling even further reductions. Daniel Colby joins us now to talk about all of this. He's founder and group CEO of ITCS Group. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. Good evening, Bharati. Okay, Daniel. So let's talk about all this hiring and firing. So we explained the contradiction earlier that, okay, people are saying there's actually a lack of tech talent, yet so many are being laid off from very large companies. How should we read the situation? Um, absolutely, and a, and a good question. Right, the technology field is very wide. We have a large percentage of the world working in offices and technology. So to me, there's a, partially it's a, it's a change, right? It's overall challenging to see technology businesses go through this process. Um, it's not all doom and gloom, right? If you look at research from, from Google that the internet economy in Southeast Asia is projected to double by 2025, reaching over 360 billion, there may be short-term adjustments, right? And, we are, and you've mentioned that we're seeing that in the media, we're seeing tech giants doing some adjustments. But when we look at specific, specifically at Asia Pacific, we can see a strong and, and solid growth forecast and we will see that level out. There is an extent to me uh, of, of a moving requirement, right? There's, there's always more updated skill. There's, there's always more desired skills. And I think what we will see is, is a bit of retraining and a little bit of shift to, to, to other technology areas. But overall, I foresee the job market in technology in Asia Pacific to stay strong. So what about these people who are being laid off? Are they being offered up uh, reskilling or upskilling or retraining to be able to uh, handle the next stage of their careers once uh, the economy uh, becomes better again? I think what we will see, we will see them finding jobs, but we also see with the layoffs that many of the of the large and global corporations introduced hiring freezes. So we will see more contract jobs, we will see more staff augmentation models, we will see more temporary solutions. However, with the long-term need of technology, I see that leveling out and um, hiring resume next year. Actually, so Bloomberg is reporting now. that the layoffs at big companies may actually end up being a boon for startups that struggle to hire talent. I mean, yeah. during the heady days of sky-high valuations, all the big companies were hiring and startups were suffering. But if you think about it, Amazon and Google are among the big winners from past economic slums. Apparently, Google rose from the dot-com bust of 2000 after it picked up a lot of engineers who were laid off from larger companies at the time. Excellent. I strongly agree. We've seen it often that in economical cycles, company 
tend to jump to, to, to the decision to lay off talent. However, nurturing talent, building talent can take a long time. Right? We've seen PwC's hopes and fear report saying that 89% of employees prefer to have at least a hybrid or partial work from home environment, while only 45% of workplaces cater for that, right? So, the, so there, there is a drive for talent to, to, to look for different kind of companies and the layoff, expensive talent, hard to, be, hard to get by talent could be a short-sighted view, yes. Daniel, what kind of tech talent will be in demand then? That's an excellent question. Um, we will see cloud computing to be strongly at the forefront that will continue to be needed. Based on cloud computing technologies, you would then have the e-commerce sector, right? We still see a lot of companies that have partially modernized their business during the pandemic, are still modernizing and, and, and digitalizing their business. These trends are there. Once you have digitalized your business, you have to continue to innovate and stay competitive. This is new to a lot of businesses, right? So that, that's a strong trend that will continue. The third one I would throw in the mix that we see is is AI slash automation. Um, that's just making your environments more and more efficient, right? And 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 scaling your business. So these are the areas we see hot trends, and I think that's an area that's that's really ideal to look at to to look at some online trainings and whatnot, right? If you are coming out of the job and you're looking at the job market, these are areas that will that that knowledge will likely gain an, an easier entry and return. What's your advice to tech companies, though? Because clearly some of the large ones hired too fast and it became unsustainable, which is why we're now seeing a lot of layoffs, right? So if they're thinking about sustainable and profitable growth, what exactly should they do in order to calibrate their talent acquisition policies? To me, and, and naturally, right, we're a managed service provider. We provide managed service solutions to our clients. We provide talent solutions to our client. The key objective for me is if you run a business, there's a decision, what is your core business and what is your competitive advantage of what you do as a business? And there are things you need to support that business. So unless you're in the technology business and technology is a support or enabling function, consider what you really need to have in-house because most companies would do better focusing on their core business, expanding their core business rather than solving technology issues. So I'm naturally a big fan of, of partnering. There are some technology functions you should always keep in-house, proprietary research, etc. right? But there's a lot of commoditized infrastructure solutions that I personally believe there are strong market players like the ITCS group out there that can help you take on these solutions, outsource it, have all the experts available from a one-hand solution. And honestly, it can also help you with the planning, right? Uh, if you're not in a technology business and the technology changes so fast, it can be challenging to forecast what you need to keep your business competitive and what costs possibly associated with that. So, Daniel, explain to us then how does your company, ITCS, help in help businesses increasing productivity and, and cost efficiency? The benefit of bringing a provider like, like a managed service provider on board is precisely this, right? You let us manage your technology environment. We have the depth of experts. We have a very wide technology team with all the latest certifications. So that really allows us to, well, to give you access to a broad range of capabilities and services that with a small IT budget, you would always play catch up, frankly speaking. So that really is a managed service business uh, and allows you to, to, to be worry free about your own. So we'll help identify with your operations team what can be streamlined, how to best scale for growth, what the hardware software improvements are needed. And, and we'll make it really a little bit hassle-free with our clients in mind. 
Now, Daniel, I was just looking at a survey that was conducted by the Singapore Fintech Association and Accenture, the Singapore Fintech Talent Report, it's called. And it found that 61% of fintechs have their employees stay an average of between one and three years, more than 44% last year. But attrition rates are becoming a bigger concern at Singapore fintech companies. Average employee tenure is at less than three years. So the report talked about how it boiled down to an opportunity paradox. Potential candidates look to join fintechs for opportunities to develop their careers, yet they leave for the same reasons. So what I'm reading is that this indicates they may not be getting the growth that they are seeking at certain companies. So what exactly should tech companies be doing in order to retain talent? Excellent. Thank you. I think it's a, it's a tricky question, right? Tech talent love to go to feed tech organizations to work on bleeding edge technologies and on the, on, on the latest. However, you're right. In contrast, fintech companies often tend to be uh, at smaller scale where a clear career path could, could be lacking, right? And when we look at talent today, we already know that the younger generations look for meaning in their work. They look for flexibility. Uh, key point really, work from home has become a quite a crucial consideration. No one seems to be one to work from home all the time, but, but having a large or in, and, and fraction of that in the work model is key. But then also, if you are a fintech and you're hiring a small number of technology specialists and you're hiring experts, right? It costs a lot of money to, to find them, train them. So naturally, I think retention has to be a key consideration. So normal employee considerations should apply. What is the career path for this person? Training is very important for technologists. If you can't offer to have a career path because you do not have a huge IT division, right, which is natural to many SMEs, then my, my, my advice would be training. Technologists joined your fintech organizations after all to progress their knowledge and their career. So if you can't help them with seniority, help them with gaining new skills and knowledge, which often outweighs the need right. for seniority. And they have to be given very exciting projects as well, I'm sure. That's part of the training too, isn't it? Ideally, yes. Okay, so what's your advice to individuals who have been recently laid off from tech companies? My advice is to take a deep breath. Right? We, we, we have lots of talents to re-enter the market. The market is active. Clients are still hiring. Organizations are still hiring. It may be less permanent jobs because it's particularly a Christmas bonus time where a lot of companies are just sadly going to hold back a little bit. Mm -hmm. We see that resuming post the Chinese New Year, but there are jobs out there. Remind yourself you're in the technology industry. You had a solid job. You can look at some upskilling options. There's a fantastic time to potentially spend some time to take on an additional certification or two and come out stronger and land a job even better and worthy with an organization that values you and wants you to stay. In terms of prioritizing skills training, what areas should they be looking at? Yeah, so I, I come back strongly, cloud computing, mm. e-commerce. These are the more entry level and easier to, to get into skills to learn. For more advanced technologists, AI would be and automation would be a very strong field in addition. So in the meantime, for those who uh, were retrenched, to take a deep breath, as you said, <laughs> and enjoy the year-end holidays. And as you said, everything will probably, hopefully, come back to normal after the Lunar New Year period. Right, uh, Daniel? Uh, Daniel Colby is a founder and group CEO of ITCS Group here on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.